Coming up on the Children's Hour, we meet Lucky Diaz and Alicia Gaddis from Lucky Diaz and the Family Jam Band. This Grammy-winning bilingual duo have gained acclaim worldwide. They were the first North American band to ever win a Latin Grammy, and they received their sixth Grammy nomination this year with their latest work, Los Fabulosos. Both Alicia and Lucky are also writers. The kids' crew will review a book by each one of them, and we hear some of their toe-tapping, danceable, sing-alongable music. Step into the world of Lucky Diaz and the Family Jam Band with us, coming up on the Children's Hour. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated. We're a New Mexico-based nonprofit organization dedicated to giving kids opportunities to create radio. You can learn a lot more about us at childrenshour.org. It's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. What lies at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? I don't know what. A nervous wreck. At the bottom of the sea, where the mermaids murmur, you'll find me. At the bottom of the sea, where the crabs walk backwards, that's where I'll be. At the bottom of the sea, and I'm gonna swim, 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 swim to the bottom of the sea, where the dogfish will flub and the catfish meow look. Where I'll be At the bottom of the sea Where the fish all glow, glow You don't need a bathtub To get yourself clean And I'm gonna swim, 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 swim To the bottom of the sea I'm gonna swim, 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 swim bottom of the sea there's a spanish galleon and sunken treasure is all around me and my octopus play with our swordfish and we play pirate games all day long and i'm going to swim 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 to the bottom of the sea The bottom of the, not the top of the, but the bottom of the sea. That's Ralph Covert, the title track from his Bottom of the Sea release. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. I'm here with some great kids online. Who's with us today? Hi, it's Xavier. Hi, it's Thorfinn. Hi, it's Max. Hi, it's Luminata. Hello, it's Amadeus. Hi, it's Daniel. It's Shanavith. Hello, it's Cade. It's Kodiak. Hi, it's Beth. Well, thanks you all so much for being here with us. I'm pretty excited about today's show. We're online because we're online with an actual ship in the ocean right now. It's called the Joides Resolution. You can see a picture of it at childrenshour.org. 
And we're going to be talking with folks at the Joydies Resolution in just a minute. We're going to get a tour and learn all about it. So we're going to the bottom of the sea today on the Children's Hour. This is Claudia Robin Gunn. We live in an amazing world, an amazing world. We live in an amazing world, an amazing world. We live in an amazing world, an amazing world. We live in an amazing world, an amazing world. Did you know that there are scientists studying the twilight zone? It's about 200 to 1,000 meters down. Did you know they found three types of bioluminescent sharks? Kite fin and the black valley lantern. Southern Lantern And you know what that means We got glow-in-the-dark sharks Glow-in-the-dark sharks We got glow-in-the-dark sharks Glow-in-the-dark sharks They got photopores on the side of their bellies That means they make blue light that shines deep down Great big eyes to see in the shadows I wouldn't want to meet one on a dark night in the town So if you ever catch me diving a thousand meters down I promise I'll take my shiny disco ball well, We can have a party with the glow-in-the-dark shots listening to the Children's Hour, and today is a very special show. We're actually going to be joining a ship in the middle of the ocean. Well, it's actually almost on the coast of Portugal, and it is a ship called the Joides Resolution, and with us from the ship is Amy Mayer and Sarai Sanchez. Welcome to the Children's Hour. Thank you. Welcome aboard. 
And before we actually interviewed them, Amy and Sarah wanted to show us all around their ship, including the map showing all the places it's been to to do scientific research. Each of those spots represents a place where this ship or the one that came before it have done scientific ocean drilling. So what do I mean by that? I mean, a ship goes out in the ocean with a group of scientists and there's a hole in the bottom of the ship and they drop a drill pipe through that hole. It's really long, really heavy, takes many people, heavy cables, big machines to put it through the ship, all the way through the water to the bottom of the seafloor. And then once the equipment is sitting on the seafloor, they push it down farther. And the point of all this is to bring those sediment cores back up to the ship and then they get brought into the labs and the scientists get to work studying Earth's history by looking at different aspects of the sediments. Amy says researchers have been drilling into the ocean for around 50 years. This particular expedition started in Lisbon, Portugal. We came out here about about 100 miles off the coast spent a couple weeks at this dot, and then we went to the second and the third one, and now we're at this last spot. So now we're quite close to the coast. And these four spots were chosen because the sediments that we can pull up from the ocean at these places don't just contain information about the ocean here, but those sediment records actually recorded, they correlate, they match up very nicely with what we know about the climate of the past at the Arctic and the Antarctic. This research area is called paleoclimatology. That's the study of past climates. So years ago, a scientist from Great Britain whose name was Nick Shackleton drilled a short core here called a piston core. And when he looked at isotopes of the sediment record, he saw a pattern that looked familiar to him. And he went back and looked at data that other scientists had taken from ice cores that were drilled in Greenland and in Antarctica and they matched. So it indicated that you could estimate the climate at the poles from sediment cores drilled here. One of the main objectives of this expedition is to create a high resolution history of that climate here, which will also help scientists to understand better what the climate at the poles was like in those time periods. And in addition to recording ocean conditions, because we're so close to the continent, we also record a lot about what the climate was like on land. So this is a unique place in the world's oceans. And that's why the two co-chief scientists put together this expedition. It took them about 13 years to go from idea to actually being out here on the water with all of us. Okay, core on deck. That means it's time to go outside. (laughs) Before interviewing Amy and Sarah, we got to see some of the ship's machinery in action like the drilling machinery used to extract samples from the bottom of the ocean. The ship is about 144 meters long. It was built in the 1970s as an oil exploration vessel. And then in 1985, it was converted to be full-time for science use. On this expedition, Amy told us there were 117 people on board. About half of them were scientists and the other half worked the drills to collect the specimens. There's also a full-time catering staff. They make all the food. Each expedition has its own scientific objectives. And although they all relate to bringing material up from underneath the bottom of the ocean, they can be really different. So this one, like we were explaining, is paleoclimate. 
But when we get off the ship, the next expedition that leaves from Spain is going to be just off the coast of Greece. And they're doing a hard rock expedition that's focused on volcanoes and other undersea geohazards. So it's, it's really different. Coming up, we've got so many questions for our guests today about what they've learned so far on the Joides Resolution. You're listening to the Children's Hour. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for? Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down, it's better. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. While we devoted full time to floating under the sea. Near all the fish is happy As off to the waves they roll The fish on the land ain't happy They sad cause they hit their pool But fish in the bowl is lucky They're in for a worse of fate One day when the boss gets hungry Get to go beyond that blue Under the sea Under the sea Nobody beats us, fry us and eat us If I can see Play the tub, fluke is a duke of soul The ray he can play, the lings on the string The trout's rocking out, the blackfish can see Smell fell, the sprout, they know where it's at
You're listening to the Children's Hour Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, an educational nonprofit based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're listener supported at childrenshour.org. Support provided by Electric Playhouse, inviting Children's Hour listeners to get out of the cold weather and play at Electric Playhouse, featuring 16 interactive spaces with rotating games, a cafe, and a full bar. It's fun for the whole family to play and dine in a digital wonderland at Electric Playhouse in Albuquerque, New Mexico. More info at electricplayhouse.com. Many thanks to the County of Bernalillo, New Mexico for their support of our learn-along guides that meet and cite national education standards. You can find them all at childrenshour.org. Thanks, Bernalillo County. That's a clip from Seal Maiden, a Celtic musical by Karen Casey. You heard Ketza over the break, and before that, Ocean was Esther Crow from All Together Now. Suburban Legends brought us Under the Sea. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Our guests today are live on a ship in the ocean. They're just off the coast of Portugal on the Joides Resolution. Amy Mayer and Sarai Sanchez are scientific educator and communicator as well as a scientist. 
And we are learning about what they do on this ship collecting core samples from the bottom of the ocean. So what kind of research are you doing off the coast of Portugal? Thank you. Good question. So specifically what I'm doing is that I am taking the little microfossils that are within the sediment and actually measuring the chemistry of them. So what the chemistry will tell me is actually the past temperature of the ocean. So I'm looking to reconstruct past ocean temperatures specifically from when Earth had ice ages. So when Earth ice ages melted, the ocean temperatures are very important to look at because they can tell us a lot about how fast the ice ages were melting and we can always use that information for the future. So we've, dealt, we've drilled at four different sites right now. The first site was about four kilometers or 400,000 meters in the ocean. At this current site, we're at about 1,300 meters uh, in the ocean, so water-wise. And within the sediment, I believe the deepest we went into the ocean floor was 500 meters. The depth that we're going to currently is about 350 meters within the ocean floor. The oldest mud that we've gotten is about 15 million years old. What are some of your most interesting discoveries from your core samples? Yeah, so right now what we were expecting was to just uh, find and drill that gray mud that you saw upstairs. But actually, in one of the first sites, we drilled deep enough and we found layers of sand, which, like I was saying earlier, we don't really expect sand layers um, in the deep ocean, but that might uh, indicate that in the past there were uh, very strong earthquakes that moved sand down to the bottom of the ocean or some other tectonic event that brought sand to that location. So I think that was probably the most interesting thing that we found within the core. What are some cool life forms you have found down there? Ooh, some cool life forms. So some of the microfossils that we find are a little bit bigger and they're called ostracods. And typically these fossils, just like a human skeleton, are very smooth. But actually one of the microfossils that we found earlier was hairy, which is very gross, but <laughs> very interesting. It's just a specific type of species. So yeah, I think that was probably the most interesting. I had never seen one like that before. A hairy microfossil. A hairy microfossil, yeah. <laughs> and I believe it actually wasn't hair follicles, but the microfossil had these tiny spikes that were thin enough to look like hairs. I have a question about the core samples. When you dig down, one would expect as you dig underneath the ocean that everything would be just so wet. But it doesn't actually look that wet. I don't understand how the bottom of the ocean isn't wet. Yeah, so there is water at the bottom of the ocean, just to clarify. <laughs> but um, you're, you're totally right. As sediment continues to build up and build up and build up, the weight of everything from the top pushes down on the bottom. And that means that sediment will begin to compact and water that was within the sediment at once will start to come out or come back up. So that means that the sediment can then further compress as it's lower into the ocean floor. So you're totally right. <laughs> is the bottom of the sea all around the world the same or is it different? 
That's a really good question, and that's actually one of the main questions that we're trying to answer with scientific drilling. So, at least in the Atlantic, and where we currently are in the North Atlantic, we know that in the past, um, the ocean has not been the same. Um, Sometimes it's dominant by Antarctic water, and sometimes it's dominant by water from the North Pole. Um, So, even over time, the ocean everywhere isn't the same. Good question. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And that's specifically because when conditions align, North Atlantic deep water can, instead of sinking, can stay at the surface, which means that water from Antarctica will start to fill in the basin of the North Atlantic. We're talking with scientist Sarai Sanchez. She's on the Joides Resolution and science educator Amy Mayer. They're with us right now from the ship that is engaged in research off the coast of Portugal. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Oh, the sky is a cloudy ocean full of creatures that fly so free. But a poor seahorse would be way off course and would rather be in the sea. Oh, the desert is a sandy ocean full of creatures that play hide and seek. But a squid in the sand can't stay hidden and it would rather be in the sea. Oh, the jungle is a woody ocean full of creatures that swing tree to tree. But a dolphin can't swim in the plants and would rather be in the sea. Oh, space is a boundless ocean full of creatures that we can't see. But an octopus in weightlessness would still rather be in the sea. The night is a silent ocean full of creatures that sleep. But a great white shark prefers a watery dark and would rather be in the sea. Oh, the sea is an oceany ocean full of creatures that live in the deep. And there's nowhere that they would hang their hats if it wasn't to be in the sea. It's got to be in the sea. They just want to be in the sea. It's got to be in the sea. Look and see what you can see in the sea. Shark. Daddy 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 sh
Ocean floor, deep in the sea. Everybody's dancing. Ready? One, two, three. Barracuda boogies with the octopus and eel. Seahorse does a square dance with the salmon and the seal. Jiggle goes the jellyfish. Shimmy goes the snake. Lobster leans and limbos. While the sea snail shakes, everybody's dancing in the deep, deep dark. But run away, run away! Here comes the shark. Where did everybody go? He heard the music play. He must have missed the party. They must have gone away. Shark is all alone upon this underwater shelf. That's all right. Shark is happy, dancing by himself. Shark begins to shuffle. Shark begins to spin. He flutters with his flipper, and he wiggles with his fin. He doesn't look so scary. He wants to party too. So Barracuda joins him for a bouncy boogaloo. Jellyfish then joins in. So do octopus and eel. Snake returns to shimmy with the seahorse and the seal. Everybody's dancing from the salmon to the snail. But run away, run away! Here comes killer whale. Ken Nesbitt from Poetry for Kids. It's a website. We use that with permission from the author. And before the poem, you heard Baby Shark, done by Beth and Scott. And way back when, Casper Baby Pants out of Seattle gave us Be in the Sea. In the background, it's Mr. Smith with Happy Dance. We're going under the sea today with our guests who are on a scientific research ship that's in the Atlantic Ocean, exploring the ocean floor. We have a lot more with our guests on board the Joydee's Resolution right after a sing-along with Dan Zanes right here on the Children's Hour. Friday morning when we set sail 
sank to the bottom of the sea. Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. 
United Way of North Central New Mexico supports the Children's Hour. Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is also provided by the City of Albuquerque's Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Token Ibis is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. At Token Ibis, philanthropy doesn't need more money, it needs more people. Through universal basic philanthropy, Token Ibis gives everyone a voice in social change. Learn more at tokenibis.org. all of the podcasts because they help me learn a lot. I'm Brooklyn Elder from Albuquerque. Find hundreds of educational podcasts at childrenshour.org or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Look for The Children's Hour. Sailing, a sailing on the sea, and oh, it was laden with pretty things for thee. There were cookies in the cabin, and apples in the hold. The sails were made of silk, and the mast was made of gold. I saw a ship a sailing, a sailing on the sea, and oh, it was laden with pretty things for thee. Decks were four and twenty white mice with chains about their necks. I saw a ship a sailing, a sailing on the sea, and oh, it was laden with pretty things for thee. The captain was a duck with the packet on his back, and when the ship began to move, the captain said, Quack, quack. I saw a ship a sailing, a sailing on the sea, and oh, it was laden with things for thee. This is the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone, and you just heard Mike Menard from When Mother Goose Laid an Egg. We're going under the ocean today with our guests Amy and Sarai from the ship called the Joides Resolution. It's a research vessel that is right now at sea in the Atlantic off the coast of Portugal. Joides takes core samples from the bottom of the ocean floor to better understand our planet. Many different researchers are on board doing different kinds of research. The kids crew still have a lot more questions for our guests. You mentioned earlier that some of the samples that you've gotten have gone back to at least 15 million years in date. Theoretically, how far back could you get samples from? Theoretically, I believe you can go back pretty far. It really depends on the type of material that we get. So, for example, right now we're getting a lot of soft sediment, so we can go as far back as around like 20 million years or 30 million years but if you are drilling down into hard rock 
Hard rock is a lot older than soft sediment, so you can go back like 300 million years on hard rock. However, it's a lot harder to sample the climate from hard rock. <laughs> you talked about finding animal fossils at the bottom of the ocean. Have you ever found any plant fossils? We don't have, I would say, very nice fossils of plants preserved, but what we do have is um, the lipids or the fats that are within leaf waxes. So some scientists actually use the leaf waxes and use chemistry to figure out past ocean temperature, similar to how I would use fossils. And there are also studies and places where people study pollen that is something that's washed off the land, goes into the ocean, and then settles down to the bottom. So we don't have a pollen person on this expedition, but that is another marker that people use. How expensive is your work in like how do you get the funding for this project? Yeah, so from what I heard earlier, just to have this two-month-long ocean expedition is about $10 million. So it takes about $10 million just to get the sediment that we have right now. And then in addition to that, once we have the samples, we have to run them through instruments, and we have to pay for our lab use. And that can be anywhere from 50000 to $100,000. So it can get fairly expensive, but currently this is a National Science Foundation funded project. So the NSF pays for a lot of the funding. And then for me, my, in my personal research, I get a few grants from the National Science Foundation, but also from the Evolving Earth Foundation. It's an international program, and so NSF is what funds the American component of it. There are also IODP organizations in Europe, China, Japan, India, and Australia, New Zealand. So the, the science funding agencies in those countries pay for what happens out of those countries, and on our, in our science group, we have representatives from most of those places. What's it like living on a ship? That's a great question. So honestly, the first few weeks were a little bit hard because your your life is entirely dependent on the ship. But over time, I got really comfortable with the ship. So we have a gym on board. We have a movie theater room. We have a little place to play games, a full uh, cafeteria-like area. Currently behind me, the scientists have set up a ping pong table. <laughs> so we find ways to uh, make sure that we still feel like we're living a relatively normal life out at sea. Yeah, and I'll just add that all the scientists work a 12-hour shift, and the ship is working all around the clock. So we don't have weekends. It's 12-hour shifts every day that we're out here, which is 61 days. And so although there are these other things we can do, we are mostly working and sleeping and the scientists share cabins two people to a cabin and when you leave for your 12-hour shift you don't go back during that 12 hours because that's when your roommate gets the room so you don't actually ever see your roommate uh, and generally the two room the two people rooms share a bathroom with another two people room so four people sharing a bathroom generally and we have a terrific catering crew they make great food and <laughs> there's plenty of it all of the water that we drink is desalinated from the ocean. There's a whole part of the ship down below where the engineers and the electricians and welders and mechanics all manage all that stuff. There's also a crane um, and there's a helideck on the back in case of a medical emergency, a helicopter could come and take somebody off the ship. 
And um, every Sunday we have abandoned ship drills where we all have to put on our life jackets, hard hats, and safety glasses, and then we gather at our assigned lifeboats. That's Amy Mayer and Sarai Sanchez. They're aboard the Joides Resolution. Thanks to Amy for collecting that audio for us. We've got photos and more posted for today's show. See what the Joides looks like, including those core samples and lots more. Find it at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode at the bottom of the sea. There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a chest in the ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a chest in the ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a treasure in the chest in the ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a treasure in the chest in the ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a fish on the treasure in the chest in the ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a fish on the treasure in the chest in the ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a guppy in the fish on the treasure in the chest in the ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a guppy in the fish on the treasure in the chest in the ship in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a hole.
Sheba from In the Kids Zone, Floor Bromley and Lori Berkner before that from Floor Bromley's Pachamama CD, David Landau before that Music for Kids with a hole in the bottom of the sea. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We've been thinking about the bottom of the sea today with our friends from the Joides Resolution. Connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Visit childrenshour.org and leave us a voicemail or send us a note. Or just listen to hundreds of our podcasts. Go to childrenshour.org. We're going to go out with one more. This is Recess Monkey, right here on the Children's Hour. We'll catch you next time. And now in the shallow water, out east, where the seagrass grows. 
There's tons of little people like me right beneath your toes. We work the rolling coral reefs and patrol the mangroves too. And there's a workhorse like no other that makes things easy to do. It's good to be in the saddle again, swim around with my favorite friend from shore to shore. The fun never ends when riding the seahorse. Listen up now. Don't you give me no fishing looks when I'm opining about my horse. It's not your typical equestrian. I get all that, of course. But there's shrimp the lasso and bits to plan and loads of jobs to do. And this horse can outrun in a speedboat on the ocean blue. It's good to be in the saddle again, swimming around with my favorite friend from shore to shore. The fun never ends with Produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Our show was written by Katie Stone with lots of help from all of us on the kids' crew. You can find photos, links, learn along guides, and more about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to our guests, Amy Mayer and Sara E. Sanchez from the Joides Resolution, and thanks to the Joides Resolution for allowing us to record while they're at sea. Christina Stella helped with our production. Find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or go to our patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music was written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by PRX, the public radio exchange, and by the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio.